0: welcome back to another episode of the broken rising podcast in this episode we're going to tackle a deep personal difficult and vitally important part of the healing journey being able to come to the place where we say i forgive you to the church leader who wounded you welcome to the broken rising podcast the mission of broken rising ministries is to help those who have been wounded by a church leader find healing embrace faith once again and continue on the journey of their calling Here's your host, Gary Don. It's one of the most difficult steps to take in the journey of healing, but it's one of the most important ones. It's one of the key indicators that you've overcome the pain and wounding that you've experienced from being broken under. You can tell when somebody is really walking in the freedom of forgiveness and being able to forgive those who have hurt and wounded them. You can always tell. One of the ways that you can tell personally is if you can get to the place where you say to that leader who wounded you, I forgive you. So let's dive into taking this journey on getting to the place where you can say to that former senior leader who hurt you, I forgive you. So let's just dive in. Why is saying I forgive you so hard to do? Well, there's a couple of reasons, let's go through them. The first one is that your former leader broke their trust in you. Now, this is obvious, but do we understand the real ramifications to our lives when somebody has wounded us and broken their trust in us? See, having our trust broken is like plugging a a plug into a light switch. That's something that we do probably thousands of times in a year. Given year, we, we probably thousands of times we plug something in. But then you have that one time where you put the plug in and you get a really bad shock from it. Now, what does that do? That, that basically breaks our trust in the next time that we wanna put the plug in the wall. We're gonna plug in whatever we're gonna plug in. We're gonna charge our phones, we're gonna plug in that appliance, we're gonna re-plug in our, a tool or something, and it, you're just a little apprehensive the next time. Now, why are we apprehensive? Because wall plugs are supposed to, they're not supposed to shock you. Wall plug, when you plug something to the wall, they're supposed to be wired properly, they're supposed to be grounded properly, and you trust them not to hurt you. I mean, that's something that we literally do probably dozens upon dozens of times a day. So when a senior church leader wounds you, they're violating you by violating the heart of God's calling to serve you and to serve the church. That's not supposed to happen. It's just not simply that your trust is broken. It's that it's broken by someone that wasn't supposed to break it. A senior leader might not be you know, pastor of the year award, Uh, but they, at the very least, they shouldn't be hurting and wounding you. And so when our trust is broken, uh, that makes it really, really hard to say, I forgive you. It's something that that issue of trust is something that you have to journey through in the healing of the Lord. The second thing is that their hypocrisy tainted your own faith. Their hypocrisy tainted your own faith. Now, our own faith is supposed to stand with the Lord alone. It shouldn't be affected by other people. It can be sown into by other people. Other people can encourage your faith, uh, but it shouldn't. The foundation of our faith should not be on another person or another leader. The foundation of our faith should only be on Jesus. So for me, the most tragic thing about a breaking under situation is when... uh, is is what the wounded too often embrace after they're wounded because of the hypocrisy they see in a senior leader or the church. And we see this all the time. Cynicism, faithlessness, disengagement from the call of God, ruined dreams, these are all massive tragedies that happen all too often when uh, either a pastoral staff member or a lay leader in the church is wounded uh, or abused spiritually and emotionally uh, by a senior leader in the church. So the, as the old saying goes, if I had a dollar for every time someone who was wounded by a church leader walked away from the church and swore that they'll never let themselves get hurt again, right? It is just, it's just a, the, a complete tragedy that uh, when we are wounded by a senior church leader, we see the hypocrisy in that And that hypocrisy, um, it gets in the way of our own faith. And that prevents us from being able to say, I forgive you. The ability to forgive someone is completely stalled by cynicism and faithlessness. Somebody who is walking in a deep cynicism and a faithlessness that's rooted in judging or even just considering the hypocrisy of say, one particular leader or say the church itself, Uh, It just, it will completely block your ability to say to that leader uh, privately or publicly, which we're going to talk about in a minute, the ability to be able to say, I forgive you. Which means that your frustration with a senior leader's continual hypocrisy is a complete block for you being able to forgive them. And now this is whether or not you are currently serving that leader or whether or not you have moved on from that church or from under that leader's covering doesn't matter. It's still the same issue. Hypocrisy, uh, in the church and in that, in a, say a senior leader is going to be a block, uh, for you to be able to say, I forgive you. And again, we're going over these things so that you are aware. Why is it so hard to be able to say, I forgive you? And again, this is a deep personal issue of the heart. And it's also as a reminder, what we said at the beginning, that this is a gauge. This will tell you whether or not, um, you are at the place where you are walking healthy spiritually and emotionally and that you're on the road to healing from being wounded by a leader. So the next thing that we need to be aware of, of why we can't say or why saying I forgive you to, uh, to a leader or either that we serve or a former senior leader in the church is, is so hard to do is that you are still angry with them and you want them to pay for what they did to you. Psalm 13.2 says this, How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? So we all know King David, he's the man after God's own heart. His great, great, great grandson would be the savior of the world. And even he struggled with anger towards those who betrayed him. In other places in the Psalms, David calls for the destruction and death upon those who betray him. There's other Psalms in the Psalms. If you you just go over, do some exploring in the Psalms. Man, David is, has, uh, in some places, he is just uh, completely out for his enemies. Those who betrayed him. Those who made his life miserable. Those who were uh, wounded him and hurt him. So here's the deal: If you're struggling with anger, even hatred towards a former or current senior church leader uh, that wounded you, that you serve or that you once served, you're not alone in feeling that way. So let's get this uh, let's get this out of the, the the way that you're the only one who struggles with these things that you struggles with anger or resentment towards a former leader. The difference is is that the Lord is calling you to deal with that anger in a really healthy way so what do you do with these feelings so essentially what you do with these feelings and how you deal with them is going to determine whether you eventually get to the place of freedom and be able to say i forgive you to that leader so how do you get to the place of saying i forgive you to the leader who wounded you The first thing is, is that we embrace the tender side of, of Jesus in devotion. Psalm 86 5 says, "...you are forgiving and good, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call on you." This is especially effective if you're full of anger and resentment to that former leader who wounded you. Listen, theological study is vital as it is. It isn't going to do it. Reading books and blogs about how the church is messed up isn't going to bring you any freedom in Christ. And it's certainly not going to help, uh, help you get wounded from the pain that you experience from being wounded by a church leader. If anything, it's going to double down on the hypocrisy. It's going to make you more aware of more hypocrisy in the church, which we all know exists. But the whole deal is, is that the Lord is calling us not to walk in that hypocrisy, but to put in place a new uh, culture of leadership, Christian leadership around us that is going to bring freedom to others, that's going to treat other people with value, that is not going to embrace uh, a leadership culture of wounding and abuse that's solely based on ministry production, that there is the valuing of people as well as that. And so surrendering to the love and compassion of Jesus is in the end, the, one of the ways that we get to the place where we can say, I forgive you. All right, Jesus is the one, that can douse the flame of anger that's in your heart, all right? There is a burning anger that you have in your heart towards a leader who wounded you. In re-embracing a tender devotion to Jesus, it it is the answer to so many things that we struggle with in life, in the Christian life or otherwise, that when we get the perspective of heaven, when we have this tender devotion to Jesus, we see the, or we invite the presence of the Lord around our lives. Through his word, through worship, all those all those points of devotion that we know that we should always be doing, right? Read your Bible and pray and, and all those things. But those things are, those things in the end produce or not produce, they uh, invite the presence of the Lord around our hearts and minds. And we see heaven's perspective over an issue. And having heaven's perspective over the issue of say a leader who wounded you is vitally important. If you just simply embrace uh, the cynical side of things, then you're never gonna be able to get to the place of saying, I forgive you. But a simple devotion to Jesus, it's the key to everything. It's the key to so many things. The second thing that we can do to get to the place where we can actually say to our leader is, just speak it out, but privately first. Psalm two eight says, For the sake of my brothers and friends, I will say, Peace be within you. Now the psalmist is saying uh, that he will bless, and I'm sure if needed, forgive those who need it. Because God's because it's God's path to wholeness. All right. Blessing those, remember Jesus, these are the words of Jesus as well: bless those who curse you. All right. Love your enemies. These are all principles in the New Testament that we're incredibly vitally aware of. Living them out is different though. Living, out, living them out is hard to do. And so here's the deal. We need to practice saying, I forgive you in prayer. Uh, for myself, one of the breaking through moments for me, or a breakthrough moment from my breaking, uh, one of my breaking under seasons, was actually getting down and, and, and with, with a piece of paper and a pen and actually just writing a letter to that leader, saying, I forgive you. But I got to that place where I could do that. Um, So this might sound over dramatic, but for some of you, the pain is so overwhelming that to actually say the words, I forgive you, to that person face to face, it's just not possible. It's not possible now. It's not possible in this season. It will be if you continue to journey in the Lord. He will give you the strength and the courage to do that. Uh, And of course... The dynamics that are at play, it's when you were wounded, how deeply you were wounded, they all play into it, all right? The more deeply wounded you have been, or the more deep the abuse was, uh, the longer usually it takes in the process of healing. But God's going to help you to get there. But here's the key principle. Do not engage with the leader who hurts you until you know that you are ready to have a conversation with that leader without being re-wounded. So if you're not ready to have a conversation with that leader who wounded you, if that wounding is still on the surface, you're burning with anger, you're frustrated with the hypocrisy or, uh, of the leader in the church and all those things, you're not going to be able to have a conversation with them without being rewounded. And that doesn't mean the process stops there. If anything, you're now uh, in the deep part and the thick of the process of healing. And so this is where your private prayer life is is so vitally important. Where you can actually get to the place where you can get down on your knees and you can say in a prayer, Lord, I forgive, and then their name, all right? Or a group of names or say a particular church or even a network or a covering or, or, or a parachurch organization or whatever it is. Whatever it is in the uh, that, that organization or person in the kingdom that you're dealing with. Being able to say... I forgive you privately first is like it's no different than a sports team that practices their plays before they they before they get on the field right it's no different than a preacher or an orator or whoever uh, puts a script together for a TV show it doesn't matter there's the practice first and then there is the actual execution and you can practice and in the practice the presence of the Lord actually like comes in And begins to build that strength in you to the place where you can actually get together with that person someday and say, I forgive you, which is the goal. But practice forgiving the person who wounded you in prayer first. And as you journey that healing out, the Lord will give you the strength to say the words to that person eventually someday. Now, if you're ready to, to, if you're at that place where you're ready to confront that person, and I use that term, confront, probably not the best way to put it. The best way to put it is to have a conversation with, all right, is to engage that person. And you never engage uh, with accusation. You never engage with just looking to reignite the conflict. Because, uh, as we'll talk about in other podcasts, in other resources that, that are coming down the pipe, um, they might never be at the place, that leader might never be at the place where they'll realize that they need forgiveness. It doesn't matter because your freedom is contingent on you walking in the forgiveness of the Lord. All right. The last thing that I want to talk about is incredibly vital. And I think it's something that so many believers struggle with. I know that I've struggled with it at times. Uh, and that that we just, uh, in, in our culture, in our world, really in so many places in the world, it's just not in the West. It's, it's uh, as I've talked with, and uh, beginning to talk more with people that are outside the West in the church. Um, it's stuff that, that, that Christians and people everywhere deal with. Um, but the next thing that we need to do is walk in thankfulness. Now, 1 Thessalonians five thirteen says, famously, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Listen, thankfulness is antimatter to anger, wounding and unforgiveness. It is antimatter to that. You cannot live a life of genuine gratitude to the Lord and even to the other people in your lives uh and be angry and be and stay in that wounding and be unforgiving to those. Like you there is no way you you whenever you encounter a person that is full of the Lord's gratitude, man, you just you never encounter an angry person you never encounter somebody who is uh, full of unforgiveness for the the smallest little things that happen to them from other people because that happens in this world in this world we bump into people and they do things to us and we we bump into them and do things to them and living a life of gratitude man that is like antimatter to that spirit of offense that we do not want to pick up so thankfulness realigns our perspective with heaven's with, with heaven's perspective, and it stops all the complaining and resentment, or most of it. And the more we journey in the Lord's thankfulness, and the, the more we journey into that gratitude, the less and less we are going to lean on complaining and resentment. The more we're, The less we're going to fall into those traps of complaining and resentment. Thankfulness realigns our perspective with heaven's. All of a sudden, we look at that leader who wounded us, not through the eyes of their hypocrisy or their errors their faults their sins whatever it is that was the vehicle by which they wounded you they they abused you um, even when it's very purposeful you still have the ability to look at them through the eyes of heaven and so thankfulness is so vitally important mean right, it says this makes so thankfulness makes a complete straight path for forgiveness and it prepares our minds to express it. So let's just say you're at the place where you can you definitely cannot say to a leader or a group of leaders, whoever it is, an organization, church organization, church, whatever it is, and you are not at the place where you can say I forgive you and then fill in the blank of whoever or whatever that is. But when you walk in gratitude and thankfulness, even for the smallest things the Lord has done in our life, and most importantly, the fact that he saved us. And we've heard how many preachers say it correctly so many times. It's so basic and so true that if all Jesus ever did for us was save us, then that would be enough. But every other blessing he has provided for in our lives, um, whatever that is, material, spiritual, emotional, family, family, friends you name it whatever the blessings are we need to be thankful for those blessings but when you walk in thankfulness you like you make straight paths you 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 actually like push aside all the things like the um like going down a path that's full of vines and trees and and brush and bush and it's like every time you walk in a season of thankfulness it's like the lord prunes those bushes he makes it and so that he makes a straight path in uh down that road oh, i have a number of trails uh, in the bush near where I live, and uh, those bushes are near impossible to get through when they're overgrown. But when somebody comes through, and sometimes our town and our, our township, they go through and they'll they'll cut back those branches and those trees, the ones that have fallen, the ones that are overgrown in, and and obviously it makes journeying down that path so much easier, much more enjoyable, and it makes the 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 progress of getting from point A to point B. So much easier. It's the same thing with thankfulness and gratitude. Thankfulness and gratitude will bring you to the place where you can eventually arrive at the place where you can express the words, I forgive you, to a leader who wounded you. So I just want to encourage you. Don't get discouraged if you're not at the place where you can say to your leader, I forgive you. But the key is... Is to understand that some of the things that you are encountering uh, in your in this this healing journey, such as being frustrated with the with the hypocrisy that you see in them, the trust that's been broken, the way that it's affecting your faith, all those things, just be aware that that's what the enemy is going to try to use. Um, he is going to just try to put more pressure and more pressure on you to the place where you just say, forget it. I'm never gonna get to the place where I just forgive them and just move on. The problem is is that all that stuff stays deep down in our hearts. It becomes baggage that we carry around in our lives and our ministry. So I wanna encourage you, walk out in gratitude. And in your prayers, all right, when you, you get down, you just give dry runs, even saying, I forgive you in your prayers. I remember the first time that I said that to, uh, to, uh, to a particular leader uh, that wounded me. And as I've mentioned in other podcasts, I had two seasons of Breaking Under with two different leaders. And for one of them, uh, it took a lot for me to get down on my knees and actually say to the Lord, uh, Lord, I forgive and then fill in the blank. And for you, um, it will be so unbelievably freeing. Difficult at the beginning, but by the time you're done, it will be completely freeing. So that is my hope and my prayer for you, that you can walk in the freedom of the Lord and get to the place eventually where you can say to that leader who wounded you, I forgive you. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. I want to encourage you to hit the subscribe button on any of the channels that you're on. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, and we're on iTunes so i want to encourage you to spread the word the goal of this ministry is to help those who have been wounded by the church and church leadership find healing and reject doubt and cynicism and the hypocrisy and come to a place of healing and freedom and re-released into their calling that is the goal of broken rising ministries so again i want to encourage you to spread the word let people know about this vital ministry I also want to encourage you to check out www.brokenrising.com. That is the website uh, where you can get connected with uh, all of the free resources that are available. Uh, and uh, take on uh, also take in the, uh, the blog that is uh, written about twice a week. So I want to encourage you to keep rising above in the Lord. And we'll see you next episode on the Broken Rising podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. For more podcasts and resources, please visit BrokenRising.com and connect with our pages on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast is copyright Broken Rising Ministries.